G'day punters, welcome to another massive edition of All In. We are here, the championships day one will be coming right at you on Saturday. Joined by none other than Lewis Willoughby from Sky Racing and Dean Watling, the ponytail man from the barrier attendant. Louis, first off, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, <laughs> good, mate, good. And Dino, um, yeah, we're really into the thick of it. Uh, day one of the championships is... My personal favourite day to attend Randwick that has a group race on. Um, my favourite day ever out there is Boxing Day, but day one of the championships, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, best day to be on course for a group day, in my opinion, and that's exactly where I hope and plan to be on Saturday. So I can't wait to get stuck into it. Haven't been out to um, any racetrack to see group racing in so long. So very, very excited. How good is that, Louis? I hopefully see you out there at some stage. Might pop out Beautiful. later on in the afternoon. Dino, how are you, mate? Yeah, going good, Gano. Louis, another big week. It was a bit of a strange week. There's probably not much to follow out of the weekend. It's a bit of a grand final mm. set up, and now we move to Randwick for two days of the championships, which I agree, Louis, are two of the best weekends coming up. Uh, Randwick Rail True, Doncaster, TJ, Sires, and then we've got the QE, who could be the race of the year, to be honest. So can't wait to rip into this week and next week too, fellas. Outstanding, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Dan. I just so over the moon to get off Rose Hill. Had a gut full of joint. It's nice to be around. Week, uh, cannot wait. Right, boys. Before we kick off the uh, the TJ and the Doncaster and previewing those great Group One races, Louis, have you got a ride of, of the week for us? Yeah, going to give it to Big Bad Benny Mellum on Cascadian in the Australia Cup. Age shall not weary them. Not talking about Ben, but talking about the horse. Eight year old. <laughs> Um, freakish to still be doing it at that top level in the style that he does off speed. And I was reading an article uh, with post-race comments from Ben just saying that the plan was to, the plan was to almost purposely get him in trouble in between runners because that's when he finishes off his best. They didn't want a wide swooping run uh, out clear of horses. So he strung him up, held him up and produced him late. And for that to pay off in any race, let alone one at the top level, takes guts and takes a very good ride. So uh, B. Mellon gets the nod this week. I'll tell you what, I was watching the race and I was thinking, what's he doing? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Can't win from there. Can't win from there. Yeah. Whack. So it's B. Mellon. Very good. Yep. Dana, a couple of horses for the punters, the Black Whoop. Yeah, like I mentioned, uh, a tricky week to have a, a couple of to follow out of. But I think Tissue was brilliant first up. She obviously cost herself with her barrier manners a fair bit, but um, she's come back in really good form. Probably Plato's next time. We're looking for a grand final third up. Could be the queen of the turf stakes. Could be a couple of others. But I thought a Tissue come back really well there, Gunner. Just remind me, is a Tissue the horse that I found at Sandown last preparation at $81 and got was like a good thing beat and then just couldn't win again, that preparation? No, nah, I don't think that's the horse going to be Also, I'll go <laughs> in, I'll throw in when Dino and I were at Randwick one day yeah. for the Young Professionals in Racing Party, we had a big bet on a tissue and it missed the start, what, a conservative 400 lengths, do you think? Yeah. Just I one mean, of those horses. In, flew home in probably the quickest last 600 metres uh, on the bridle that I've ever seen and, yep, yeah. where we still lost, but. Yep. We'll get it back yep. one day. And how was the Young Professionals Day Racing, lads? Was that an enjoyable day out? It was good. It was very good. Get involved. They changed their name, um, but they're very good parties. Uh, I think they're called Race Connects now. I'll have to double-check yep, that. One. But, um, yeah, very, very good if you want to get involved. 
Outstanding, and yet it wasn't a tissue. It was some other donkey that I backed, but I found plenty. Right, let's kick off with the Doncaster Mile. I'll tell you what, what a cracking race this is uh, going to be. I'm sure Louie will give us a bit of a profile, and Dino might chime in with something as well. But we've got Fangirl, courtesy of the Green Company tab. Fangirl, $6. Mr. Brightside, $6. Zugotcha, 8 Alligator Blood, 11 Protagonist, 11 Communist, 15 Converge, 15 And Dupe Sessar, with me mate Dino, $15. Then I kick us off, mate. But before we go into too much detail about what you're tipping and some uh, profiles and things like that, rail true, soft six at the moment, anywhere from five to 25 mils of rain. What are your thoughts? Yep, I think we harp on it a lot. Uh, back to Ramwick Rail True, and I harped on it this week that you want to be back at horses to be profitable long term in top six in running. But this is the one uh, track and rail position that you can back those horses off speed. Uh, running line six meters plus in the straight, even more so Gunner with the with the rain about. I think we'll definitely be on a softish track. I don't think it'll be too bad, but soft five, soft six potentially. So I'm looking for horses off rails. Midfield, a little bit worse than midfield. You don't want to be too far back, but getting to that sort of lane six plus in the straight is going to be key, especially with a big field. Louis, Gano, we're going to have a lot of pressure up front, a lot of tempo. So I think that's the profile I want to follow. I think barriers don't matter too much in that sense, except for horses drawn sort of one to five, curled up on the inside. I don't think that's the place to be. Um, Louis might go for a bit more of a historical profile. I thought it was a really open edition of the Doncaster this year. There's no real headline three-year-old heading there. Um, obviously, the main horses are your bright sides, um, your alligator bloods who all carry the big weight, which isn't probably the best profile. You're looking for those horses under 55 kilos. For that reason, I'm keen to go with Duke DeCesso, who comes out of the trials um, in port for the Marinus' team. I love the recent trial. It was outstanding. I think just it's a different form line. Um, like I mentioned, really good trial. Want to see it drawn off, but I think this horse can really aim up um, here in Australia. So I'm happy enough at the fifteen dollars price to, to play that way, Louis. Yeah, it's interesting. I am worried about that horse. I was looking at its form, twenty four hundred meter winner, hadn't won over a mile since its second start way back in I think it was two thousand and twenty one. So it's been a long time since it's been at something this short, and I just thought, oh, surely not straight into one of Australia's greatest Group Ones over the Randwick Mile. But honest to God, if any camp can do it. Um, it's those two fellas who train. So, yep, wary of it. I've kind of picked out three. I thought Fangirl was the obvious choice. Fourth up, comes off some good slash unlucky runs behind Animo. Latest second in the group one, George Ryder. Got too far back, flew home. Uh, has ratings good enough to win this and is going really well. And as you mentioned, Dino, if you look at the historical profile, you do not want to be carrying over 55. The last... Uh, four winners have been from anywhere 49 and a half with Brutal up to 53 with Cascadian. Mr. Brightside won it last year but has to carry an extra five kilos. The last to do it with 57 was Happy Clapper. And with respect to the horses in this field, I don't think there are any Happy Clappers. So you know, I'm kind of trying to steer away from those up at the weight. So Fangirl tip. I think Converge has been a bit missed by the market. Group one ran with Guineas winner, third up at this track and distance. So it's got the profile previously to suit. Uh, sat outside the lead in the George Ryder last start. I only claimed very late. I thought it was a big run and came into this race last year fifth up and just was at the end of the prep and ran 18th of 20, I'm pretty sure. So I'd just be forgetting that. This is a much better profile this year, third up. And Gentleman Roy, I just thought at a big price. It's going to make the field. It's 19th, Rachel King's book to ride. Wasn't any match in an all-star mile outside the lead, knocked up. But it has run well in high-pressure 1,600-metre races before. It was beaten only a length in a Group 1 Turak and there. Always historically fast run races. And I just thought that the price was maybe worth a little spec 
um, something a place probably more than a win. But for a horse who who is going to be in the field if they accept, which I can't see why you wouldn't, um, I was keen on it a bit each way. But in that order, I'd go Fangirl, the obvious, Converge, Mist, Gentleman Roy, best each way spec. Love it, lads. Well, I'd be probably happy to have something on Osipenko, but it's probably 24th, but maybe a little bit too low on that order of entry or the ballot at the moment. Mm, um, good shout. Unconfirmed. So it will steer clear of it. I thought Fangirl was just a fantastic bet if we got a good track. Like, just such a great bet. But I think you'll get $6 anyway, so no point having an all-in play there. That's the name of the show, All In. The horse that I think is worth a bet here is Communist, $15.450 the place. We're talking about a horse that finished 0.6 off Fangirl. Now meets uh, now he's Fangirl three kilos better for the last start run. 49 kilos, fits the profile, gets Tyler Schiller. He's due a, uh, another big win. And I just think that's a very easy bet to have because we know the horse can sit forward and look, Soft seven. I, I I think soft seven will be the worst we get on that track's been pretty it's still 25, 26 degrees. It's not the typical 18, 19 degrees where you think, oh, yeah. I'm trying to dry. It's still pretty humid out there. It'll dry, it'll be dry enough. So soft seven are worse, likely six. If we don't get the rain, it'll be easily get to the four. Uh they're the two plays for me, guys. But I think it's a really good race. And I just flat out can't wait. Even though it's probably lacks the serious depth that we've had in the past, yeah. I think it's like more competitive. It's not a vintage Doncaster, but it's a very, very good betting race. Yeah, exactly. And uh, look, I think Louis, to your point too, Alligator Blood might might meet that happy clapper class, but the profile of what we're looking for here at this mm. track, where Happy Clapper, you know, could get wider and flash home. Alligator Blood's not going to be doing that. That's yep. a massive negative going forward there. Righto, uh, boys, let's go to the Australian Derby. 2,400 metres, sharp and smart, $2.80. Pericles, $6. Mark Twain, $8. And and I'm going to go with Andalus, $11. Elliptical, 11 Full of Sincerity, 11 And Manzois, 11 I have no idea how they're betting $11, Manzois. But it's ridiculous. Uh, Louis, kick us off for the Australian Derby. Yeah, no real strong opinion for me. I'm going to go with Mark Twain. Uh, who comes off that Group 1 NZ Derby run behind, sharp and smart, as does Andalus. It ran second. Mark Twain ran third. Uh, It sat near last on the fence, had to get around 100 horses in the straight while the winner was so far in front of it. It flew home. I was in Sky 2 that day when we covered the race. It was massive. And I went on the market as soon as it had finished to see what it was. It was 101 into, I don't know, 26 or 16 or whatever the crazy price was. It's lightly raced. It's sixed up. It's deep in the prep, which suits the profile. If you look at uh, this race previously, you've got the the real outlier is Hitotsu last year only being second up off of first in the Group 1 Australian Guineas. If you go back through the field, Explosive Jack, uh, through the results previous years, Explosive Jack seventh up, uh, Quick Finger, Angel of Truth and Lavendi fifth up, Jon Snow was tenth up and Tavago was seventh up and both of those came from New Zealand. So I think uh, there's no problem being deep into a prep. I think the distance will suit and I just like it at the price over uh, Sharp and Smart, who was good, uh, had to fight hard in, in that um, NZ derby, but yeah, Mark Twain for me. Interesting one, isn't it? Really, really interesting with all these Kiwis coming over and just absolutely dominating. I, I wonder, Dino, question for you. Have we got caught up in that, in the fact that the top, what, three or probably four of the top six horses here are the New Zealanders? Have we got caught up in the in the Kiwi form here for the Derby or are they spot on? 
I think they're spot on. I think the thing to tie it all into is the distance of the races. I think if it's a shorter distance, um, I'd definitely back our horses. But we saw Prowess come over and beat up our fillies uh, last weekend. I just think our depth at the top end of this 2,400, 2,000-meter 2, plus isn't probably there, which we saw in the, the Oz Guineas as well with Levente and Imperatrives. I think they're normally disregarding the market, albeit Sharp and Spartans come over here. So that's maybe why we're getting a shorter price. I'm agree with Louis, though, in the sense that Probably not a race I'm too keen to look into, but Gano, I echo your thoughts in men's Oist is a really, really big price. He's been primed for one run this preparation. It's the 2,400 metres. So if I was to lean anyway around that $8 price, I'd be keen to chime in in that sense, Gano. And Louis, there's only one thing that the punters and the followers want to know. Did you take the $101? No, no. I had no idea the race was even on. I was sitting in Sky 2 twiddling my thumbs, and all of a sudden it was Group 1 NZ derby time. So like, oh, I'll watch this. And um, this thing absolutely flew home. Big Key for Manzois is beat Sharp and Smart last time they met over this distance yep. and beat him pretty well too. It was like only the last few strides, but was just gobbling him up the entire straight. So uh, I agree that it is also over the odds. Yeah, and that's that, that's my point there, gents. You know, Sharp and Smart, the, the Rogers and Say will say the horse has improved. Well, naturally, of course, the horse has improved. But if Manzois improves as well, then that $11 is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Manzois doesn't have to improve yep. for that $3.50, the place to be. Um, paying us a dividend, so my uh, my play will be would be like a one by four play man's voice because I just I struggle to see how we're not going to get a result there, mm. barring a complete disaster. Righto, gents, let's move to the TJ Smith stakes. This looks like a just wow. Speaking of cracking races, Giga Kick is your favourite there, as my computer screen is just blown up in secret. Four dollars fifty. Um, let me just run through a couple of these others. Nature Strip, $5. I Wish I Win, 8 Private Eye, 8 Mazoo, 11 Dino's Best Mate, Lost and Running, 15 Passive Aggressive, 15 What a segue. Dean Watling, what do we got into the TJ Smith stakes? Phenomenal race. It's a really interesting race, Louis, the profiling. Horses that have won this race have come through all different setups. The Challenge Stakes times three. Santa and Elaine come through the new market. Freeze Artists for the Ram with Guineas and Chautauqua for the new market and a couple of other races. So it's not a profile race that you bang on a lead up to it. Uh, in saying that, I honestly don't know how they beat Giga Kick here. He was absolutely phenomenal first up. Me and Gunner were both against him heavily at the price and the setup, but his sectional is home of a horse that is of the elite level. I don't think he can run any faster. Zach Purden gets in the saddle. So Craig Williams is an elite jockey, but then you get Zach, uh, Zach Purden, sorry, that, you can't get any better at the moment. Um, I think the rail position, um, the way it's going to play this race, high pressure, um, Remick Rail True is just going to sort, suit this horse, horse to the ground. I think there's knocks in the field. Nature Strip, um, Eduardo, I think they're past their prime. Lost and running to have a setback. Mazu was a little bit disappointing first up, I thought, in the new market, but gets back around to Bend and on a wet track. So I think we can punch holes in the rest of the race. I just think you could kick around that $3, $3.50 mark. He's got to start sub. So, Three dollars for sure. So he is a really good bet here for me, Louis. Question for you boys, just quickly. Um, sorry to interrupt, but a horse like I wish I win was it was enormous first up down the straight. Then obviously was second up was its target. But sometimes it's very hard to back up that first up run. Either of you can take this one. Uh, do we see it get back to its first up run? I think we we might. Okay. I think uh, the biggest thing is the the way the track's going to play as well. It's going to suit that horse perfectly. Um, and probably for the same for Lofty Strike. They've both been crying out for wins this preparation. Um, Lofty Strike obviously had a win, but in a big group one, and they're going to get the right setup. So really I'm good point, Gunno. <laughs> really <laughs> well, good yeah, point. I'll get to that. 
I, um, I think, as Dino mentioned, Giga Kick is the obvious, but there are a lot of Dunno's here. As you mentioned, I wish I win. Does it get back to its best third up off that huge first up run flat second up? Like, uh, yeah, I, I'm just... I'm I'm getting splinters because I'm really starting to sit on the fence the more and more I look at this race. Um, I can't just completely pile into gig here. It's, it's the obvious, obviously. But is it too obvious? I don't know. Passive-aggressive is one that I think had no one spoken about and I don't understand why. It won that Group 2 Challenge Stakes and won it fair and square. Dual 1,200-metre winner. Not sure that's going to be an issue. It's won a trial since, won it nicely. It's done nothing wrong. And I just think there's been a lot of chat read, Giga Kick and others, and the actual winner of that challenge stakes has kind of just flown under the market. So um, I don't mind it. Lofty strike, as you mentioned, I'm desperate for this horse to win a group one. I cannot jump off to save my life. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg by the time it's done. But um, I guarantee you the time I jump off, it'll bolt in and win a group one and everyone will be rejoicing and I'll be there crying. So I have to keep it in. Um, I think, Mazu got lost down the straight, Dino. Didn't really look mm. that comfortable. And then if you kind of watch its last 100, it probably sticks with a lot of the others. I don't think it was conceding that much ground once they went past. So it's a chance too. But, yeah, I, I mean, I could go on and on with so many horses in this market. I, I just – I was firstly going, yep, giga kick, and then I started looking and looking, and now I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Louis. Like, on face value, giga kick is clearly, you know, top pick – However, do you want to take $3 now? What happens if he draws one or two? Yeah. Uh, then all of a sudden yeah. you're thinking, oh, why, why, you know, why have I done that? Mm. I, I think in secret, there'd be some weight relief there being a three-year-old filly, how much of a turnaround, the difference between horses, between uh, what she had last start and what she gets here will be interesting to see. I'm not having done all the math on that, so I'm not willing to be betting her at the moment. I declared nature ship gone at the start of the preparation. I haven't seen anything to suggest to me a reason why he isn't completely gone. I wish I win. I think the setup will be great as long as he can draw middle to wide. I think private eye, we haven't mentioned it. Absolutely no reason why private eye can't jump out of the ground. Mazu can jump out of the ground. Lost and running, pen. passive aggressive for sure. So for, you know, for me, I'm looking at giga kick, um, as a betting prospect after barrier draw, I wish I win private eye and passive aggression, all betting prospects. But yeah, this is yeah. one of those races where I think I really want to see some barriers first before betting. So I think Dino's in one of the giga kick there, but uh, uh, looks like a decent race, lads. Righto, uh, we'll kick off here. Sorry, we'll, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> nice one. With the English size <laughs> cylinder, $2.80, Don Corleone, 450 V8, $6, Brave Mead, $8. How? Empire of Japan, $8. Cafe Millennium, save for this, $11. Dino, kick us off with the uh, English size. Yeah, it's a pretty strong profile for this race, fellas. Eight of the past 11 have finished first or second in their last start. Seven out of 11 come through the Golden Slipper. We saw Fireburn, Animo, King's Legacy, Microphone, Yankee Rose, and a couple of others. And five out of 11 have run in the top two in the Golden Slipper. So I think that's the key lead up to this race. You've got to be a good horse to win the size. And I think that's suggested in the profile. So there's no um, surprise that Cylinder and Don Corleone had the market. V8 was obviously really impressive last start in Flemington, Louis. And then we've got Brave Mead, who is in the market, but potentially I'm not sure if it backs up. Cafe Millennium, I'm keen to probably put the line through that horse. I think it's tick over trial was... Very, very average. I think it maybe needs a spell on being mature, but I think top end of the market's got it right. Um, I'd probably lean the way of Cylinder purely on the basis of its 
uh, adaptability and versatility with its racing pattern. Obviously, got beat in the slipper, but there's a good back back to third, and I think that's the right profile. So, no spoils in the price. I'm probably not chiming in, Louis, but cylinder on top for me. Boys, just a quick one. I know it's a horse that you both were keen on last week. Louis tipped his best bet. Um, Butch Cassidy is in the market here. Not sure if it's going there. Would Louis, would you give Butch Cassidy a chance if it lines up, or is it probably just a great below at the moment? Oh, look, off the historical profile, no, but I think it's a good horse. I'm probably more keen to see it as a three-year-old. Yep. Um, the first up run was good. The win at Mornington that I tipped last week was good, but didn't really run much time, and probably for how short it was, I wanted to see them you know, falling off the screen at the end. But he, he, he did – he put a gap on them, but to then come into a Group 1 ATC-size produce behind a horse who ran second in a golden slipper, et cetera, et cetera, I don't know. Mate, I'm banning myself from two-year-olds. I'm done with them. I can't back a winner of the baby, so I am just barred for life. In saying that, um, I might have something on Godzilla just because. <laughs> <laughs> just because you can, son. Yeah, look, Dino summed it up perfectly. There's only two possibles uh, at this stage, you know, given what we know, Cylinder and Don Corleone. The stats back it up. I think the horses back it up. I do think Don Corleone can, can definitely close the gap. Maybe a little bit of um, – there might be a little bit too big a disparity in the market there. I think Don Collier might be a bit better suited over the 14 as opposed to Cylinder, the 14. But, yeah, there's not a lot between them, guys. Can I can I ask, did you think Empire of Japan ran equal to Don Corleone in that slipper? Yeah, I thought it ran really well. And I think 49 meters is perfect. I think probably the more important factor is the wet track, Louis. I think it's debut win. It's been its best win, which was on a heavy eight surface. So – I think it brings the right profile, like you said, and um, King's, uh, King's Legacy come through the slipper and ran ninth in that mm. to win this race. So I could make a case that that horse should be a lot shorter and brings the right yeah, profile. Yeah, because it, it's almost double the price in that tab market of Don Corleone. And when you watch their last 100, they're right side by side. I really couldn't put much or anything between them at all. So and I, probably was, has, I was surprised. Yeah. Probably has a little bit more upside too, Louis. I think Don Corleone mm. is probably deep into the prep where Empire Japan probably has that touch more upside compared to Cylinder and both both Don. Mm. 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 There you go, Louis. So you found one. So we can pen Godzilla and we can throw Empire <laughs> Japan in there for you and you've just, you've just tipped us. <laughs> Godzilla's right, going to win now. Yeah, let's do a best all-in play. Dean Watling, kick us off. Yeah, TJ Smith, Giga Kick, uh, very, very, very keen for this horse around that 350 price, as long as it doesn't draw barrier one. And if it draws barrier one, I'm going to blame you, Gano. Outstanding. You can blame me, and I'll be walking all the way home. Louis, your best <laughs> all in play of the week. After such a strong best all in start to the season for myself, I'm getting the yips. The past two or three weeks, I've just don't know what to do. I've got no idea here. I thought this is probably the hardest week of them all, in my opinion, for all in plays. Uh, so I will make it fangirl in the dog. Love it. There's, there's a guarantee to get the yeah, heaven's door open up, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it really easy. Man's voice is a great one by four player. I just think it's the easier bet, the easiest all-in bet you could find this week. I think it's safe. Yep. And I look, Waller's just a champion. He's a star. You know, the moment you start talking about how good – Annabelle Neesham's going or the Snowdens are your grand final trainers or Maren Oostis are just the best you've ever seen and then whack. Here goes old CJ Waller over the top grand final day. Righto, boys. This is the one that, the you know, the punters, the listeners, uh, the followers, this is what they stick around for. They waited a good 20-odd minutes to hear this. 
Louis, give us your best midweek play. Uh, I'm. I was just having a quick look at Ballarat on Tuesday to see if I could pull something out wide, but the answer is no. So I'm going to go to Sandown Hillside on the Wednesday. I'm going to take you to race number three, tab number eight. So she can fly. Dan Bowman, John Allen off a first up win at Ararat. I think it's all second up. It's one for one second up. Uh, really good return to racing, and I think it can win again. So race three, number eight, Wednesday, Sandown. So she can fly. Standing, Dino. Yeah, Kembla Grange, Tuesday, race two, number two, all hello, tired. O'Shea teams up with Tommy Marker, and I don't know how this horse got beat. Last start, blinkers go on here, third up, 1,600 metres, and draws, importantly, off rails on a heavy Kembla track. They'll be getting to the outside fence. So, Kembla Grange, race two, number two, all hello, tired for me, Gano. I'll tell you how it got beat last time, Dean, because I was on. <laughs> <laughs> I could stop freight trains, my mate. Well, I tell you what, you've put you've potted me, Dino, because you want my horses to get to the outside of Kembla, and Kembla is your backyard. So hopefully you can drive up there and you can get the uh, the roller to the inside. Because I'm going to kick off in the first with a horse by the name of Bread Comes for the uh, Nathan Doyle Stable because he can just find a race and he's found a provincial three year old up uh, maiden play here for this horse. Should be getting the job done. Race one number four, Bread Crumbs. Boys, it's been a blast as always. Um, Dino, thanks for putting my hair earlier on. There's not much of it left. I'll go get a haircut. I'll hopefully look sharp, more sharp for you next week, brother. Uh, day two of the championships, cannot wait. Got anything to add? Any jerseys or hats you want to give away, Dino? Um, <laughs> uh, nah, not this week. Not this week. Get involved, though. Get in the tech, uh, in the comments, YouTube, <laughs> everything like that. Chime in. Spray Louis. Spray Gano for his, his hair or lack of hair. <laughs> Holy moly. It's a bit harsh, but I'll cop it. Righto, boys. Have a good one, punters. <laughs> Thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, check it out. All the stuff at thegreatspot.com. Go check out some of Nino's stuff. And, of course, I'll give out about 13 schooners on a Friday afternoon. Go to Spa Racing 1 and check out all Louis' fine work. Thanks, hey. boys. See ya. See ya.